I say women. I feel like you often say either that women shouldn't enjoy sex or that women don't enjoy sex. Wow. Um, but I, I think some of it is just the actual physical motion. And I think that's why some women, myself included, like more of like a, you know, harder thrusting. Because I think there's something enjoyable about just being kind of like moved around like that. It's like when you're in a roller coaster and you're like kind of jostled in a way you're not expecting. That's kind of enjoyable, right? It's kind of. Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. I'm Mike and I'm here with sometimes uh, guest host, co-host uh, Ali. Ali, are you there? Hey, how are you? Great. Um, hope you're doing well, Ali. Uh, Keith is in Africa right now uh, and Ali is following him on Instagram. I'm not because I find, uh, I don't use Instagram, put it that way. I'm not a big social media person, but he's going to be back in a week or two. Uh, so we'll find out how his trip went. I think he's also going to somewhere uh, perilously close to Ukraine. Keith has this life goal of um, visiting 100 countries. He has a rule about visiting a country where he has to uh, eat a meal there. And maybe, I think it's eating a meal is the key, meaning and not at the airport. That doesn't count. So he has this sort of thing he's trying to do. And he's uh, using Africa to sort of up his stats. Anyway, <laughs> we haven't heard from you in a while, Ali. How are you? How's everything going? Good. Uh, work is busy. Weather's getting warmer. We uncovered our pool uh, a couple days ago. Uh, I hear it. it. And you're, you're using the word we, so I assume you mean your significant other. Yes. <laughs> He's in charge of all pool maintenance. It just uh, makes my life better to have the pool around. Cool. Um, well, our listeners always enjoy it when we have a female co-host on. That's some. That's a consistent feedback we've gotten. Probably and I don't know if this bothers you or not because they are all unzipping their pants right now. Uh, <laughs> to well, not all, but more than more than it. one. Uh, also, if anyone has ever sent a dick pic to the show specifically for me, neither Keith nor Mike has passed that along. Yeah, there's they, a firewall. They haven't been that in, impressive. I think if there was one that was really, <laughs> and this is going to encourage them to show up. So, uh, Ali, you you were mentioning before the show that you. Uh, went to a bachelorette party where some interesting topic came up. Do you want to say more about oh, that? Yeah. So I was at the bachelorette party for my high school best friend this past weekend. And another girl who was there, one of her other friends mentioned she'd gone on a date with a guy. Things were going well. They went back to her apartment. And then the guy revealed at that point as they were kind of making out that he had a foot fetish. And then he started to masturbate toward her feet. And she was saying that this is something that guys should put in their profiles or kind of reveal up front because she was grossed out by this. She does not have a foot fetish or doesn't have you know, the receptivity to a foot fetish that he would have wanted. Uh, and so they never saw each other after that date. And I think she's correct. I think he'd have a higher hit rate in finding someone if he was upfront about that. Apparently during the date, he said that he felt like he could ease someone into it, but I don't think that that's a good strategy. It's a little confusing. I I, I know that there's uh, it's somewhat common, uh, a somewhat common porn trope for there to be like a foot fetish segment of a video, and that's mm. one that I think most people, myself included, simply skip over and are kind of perplexed by. I'm curious how. So I think that um, our listeners would love to know. This is an all female bachelor party. How many people were? Well, I assume how many. There were people... two gay guys there. But... Okay, so so no no hetero men in any event. Right. How did the topic, I mean, how many women or how many people were sort of listening when this topic of this foot fetish thing came up? I think 10 or so. Okay, so it's kind of a big group. And how does a woman sort of break into this 
type of topic in an environment that's a pretty female dominated environment. I mean, just say, Hey, I've got a story for you guys. This guy pulled his cock out <laughs> and started aiming it at my feet. Like what's the, what is no, that? We were talking about, um, we were talking about how she had met my friend, the, the bachelorette in question. Okay. Um, and they had met at a brunch and, uh, the topic of conversation they bonded over, I guess, was that, um, they had both recently gone on really bad dates. So it was kind of a, you know, story about bad dates that, that they'd been on before. And one of the worst that, that this girl had been on was the foot fetish guy. Okay. But that's, so was it the first date she had with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did she give a lot of color about how, I, I'm mostly curious about how between women, I mean, there's no sort of shame. Now, shame is the wrong word. There's no sort of embarrassment about uh, sort of revealing private details of sexual behavior with a date uh, among women. You see what I'm saying? Not, yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, particularly because none of this reflected at all poorly on her. She had okay. no way of knowing. You know, she was grossed out by it. Uh, it wasn't her fetish. It was his fetish. Kind of okay. She didn't probably indicate what happened exactly after he, and, and she did say that he aimed, he was sort of driving his penis toward her feet. Or like, yeah, putting, like masturbating his penis near her feet with, I think, the intention of coming on her feet. I see. And then she didn't indicate whether like he orgasmed somewhere else. He finished, as they say, somewhere else, or whether <laughs> like she, like it was just that. And then the, the conversation moved on. There was no lurid details. Yeah, no, she didn't say whether he finished or not, just that she told him that she was not interested in that and then they didn't have a second date. Uh -huh. Okay. And did she, that's interesting, but she had no embarrassment, no compunction about the fact that it was like a, obviously like a one date hookup. Is that like a, it's, it's interesting to me because I would think that that would be kind of a status reducing thing in an, a generally female environment to reveal about oneself that one is going on dates with guys and then immediately their penis is involved. Hmm. No, I think it's a pretty sex positive group. Um, okay. So, so talking about sort of sex on the first date is like that. That would just be like a normal thing. Nobody, nobody, nobody was surprised by that part of the story. No, and she didn't present it in such a way as like that she was victimized or that she, you know, felt badly about it or anything. It was more like, look at how gross and stupid this guy was. You know. Right. Okay. I mean, and nobody said something like, hey, you could just get to know him better before, before <laughs> engaging no. in sex. <laughs> no. Um, I guess it would be shaming think, her, right? Yeah. Okay. You didn't want to shame her. Did you think she so? She had another story about like hooking up with a guy in a bar bathroom. So I think this is just more like her personality. Is what happened in the bar bathroom? I think sex happened in the bar bathroom. <laughs> This was a different guy. I think it was no, normal I understand. sex. Like, so it wasn't nor normal sex. I mean, she, it, my, <laughs> if I had to guess, what do you think? What do you think are the odds that – do you think that this man, after the rejection from the foot fetish thing, do you think that he had an, he had he finished with her or not? What do you think? No, I don't think so. I think he did. Okay. On I think she feet, was, think? No, no. I think that she just transferred him to a different activity. I think that women – I think it's unusual for a woman to be willing to actually end a sexual encounter when the guy is like nearing ejaculation. Don't you think? Mm. Um, I think she'd be reluctant to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm trying to think if I've ever. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've ended, you know, 
encounters like during makeout or something. But I think I don't think I've ever ended something that abruptly when we were both naked and like intending to have sex. Yeah. So when once the guys in your life, once the man's erect penis is visible to you, he always finishes. Uh, well, I no. <laughs> there was that one guy. I think I told you guys about this other encounter where there was a guy I was dating and we tried to have sex twice and just kind of couldn't get it to work. Like I was not wet at all. Uh, it just <laughs> didn't happen. Well, so he was erect, part. but like he didn't, he didn't finish. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So you, so, you, but you've never had a situation where you decided to abandon it uh, before. Well, yeah. You tried in that situation. And is that mm-hmm. because, because have you ever wanted to? And then been like, ah. Wanted to abandon. Um, yeah. Just been like, ah, whatever. It'll be easier if I just let him nut. I could see doing that. Oh, no, I don't think so. No? Okay. So by, so you're able to, you do, you do a good job of triaging before you get to that point uh, to make sure that it's a guy you <laughs> are going to be comfortable with yeah. completing. Yeah. Okay. And what, what, when you abandon, when you sort of end the situation during the makeout phase, is there something that triggers that typically? Like bad breath, like uh, bad technique, uh, he's not tall enough, like... <laughs> usually I'm just evaluating how much do I actually like this guy? You know, do I want to escalate things to the next level or do I maybe never want to see this person again? You know, usually that's happened. That happens pretty early on. Like it's, it's our second or third date or something. And I know that if I have sex with him, I'm essentially committing to see him at least a few more times after that. And sometimes the personality just isn't meriting that. You're not worried about your becoming emotionally attached to the guy. You're worried. You're, you're more like a Seinfeld character. Where you're thinking, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some kind of a social obligation here. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so, when you're making out with a guy, say that you've in the beginning stages of a relationship, you're while you're making out, thinking, evaluating the relationship. I mean, the guy, what the guy is thinking is, you know, he wants to proceed towards sex, right? I mean, that's like his pretty much his mm-hmm. whole thought pattern. He's not, for the most part, evaluating your uh, qualities as a partner. Are you saying that like a major part of what's happening when you're making out is you're thinking about you're, you're evaluating the guy this way? Yeah. I have in mind in particular, a guy I dated who, you know, was attractive, was smart. Like he was a math PhD. We got along really well. And then I just was not romantically attracted to him. So we went and saw a movie and we were making out kind of in the parking lot after the movie. And he asked if I wanted to go back to his place. And at the time I was thinking like, man, I would love to be friends with this guy, but I just don't have any interest in, you know, anything further. So I think I basically never saw him again after that. But what I, I want, what no, I want to know is, wanna... like, while you're fondling each other and mouths and tongues and all that, are you still during that period of time doing this evaluation? Is there a, yeah. is there a con- really? So yeah. the guy. So I mean, it's interesting. So the man's brain is doing something pretty different from from what your brain's doing. <laughs> Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I do this absolutely every time. Sometimes I have dated people who I am attracted to, but I feel like when you're talking about the emotional attachment, for me, that could even happen before sex is even on the table in the sense that if it's somebody who I already know, if I'm interested in them, maybe I'm already kind of emotionally attached to them even before we're officially dating. I see. Do you, and in, in, in a more long-term committed relationship, is this mm-hmm. still can still happen during the kind of early stages of an encounter that you're ev- doing some sort of evaluation process or are you able to kind of set that aside? Uh, 
No, there's there's definitely still an evaluation process. Yeah. Well, okay, so in a longer term relationship, what kinds of things are you evaluating? Well, not, I mean, not after we've been dating for you know six months or something. But I would say like in the early like the first month or two. Okay, so let's say um, you've had sex with somebody five times. On time number six, you're making out, moving towards sex. You're still asking yourself while you're fondling each other and petting, as they say. You're still thinking to yourself, "Do I like this guy enough?" or that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to like remember back to the last time this happened. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. But in a long-term uh, I mean, relationship, no. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, then what are you thinking? You're just in, in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm thinking, um, you know, what, what can I think about to get more turned on myself? Well, I, I assume that you think about the YMMV podcast to do that. Exactly. And the subreddit. <laughs> I mean, it's a problem. I sometimes don't find kissing very erotic and my partner really likes kissing. So I have to, while we're kissing, try and think about other sexy things. Have you so told that him I this? feel like I'm, have I told him? I think so. Yeah. And what is, he just does, he's, he, huh. He thinks it's something that he's doing wrong about his technique and it's really not. I just sometimes. What is the most erotic thing for you then that happens? Um, you know, like touching, uh, and see, one of the other problems is that I, I find talking like dirty talk or, you know, describing fantasies or scenarios or something. I find that very erotic and he doesn't like doing that very much or. So it is the YMMV uh, podcast that turns you on. Uh, that's why you're such a mysterious <laughs> <No>. listener. <laughs> I don't feel like you guys go into nearly enough scenarios. It's, it's much more about, you know, technically where is the vagina? <laughs> Well, we're, we're still, we're still, we're that, that'll be episode 1000 when we get to we finally right. figure out where all the parts are. Uh, Keith's yeah. still working on his anatomy. Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. okay. So you would, so ideally it's the sort of touching and some sort of mental, but, but not visual stimulation, like actually kind of words, talking, things like that, that you find. No, visual. Really stimulating. Yeah. Visual doesn't really come into it. Okay. Let's move on to. Uh, you had a comment about Keith's uh, a few weeks ago uh, discussion of women who figure out somehow what his astrology sign is. Uh, yeah. I thought he was implying that they were guessing it based on traits. So I didn't believe they'd be able to do that. Uh, so I did some sort of light social media stalking of Keith. I actually, uh, before doing that, did not remember or maybe never knew when Keith's birthday was. This was like a real experiment. Um, and I then demonstrated to him that I was able to figure out in two different ways, what his birthday was, like basically from his Instagram. So I think that they could be doing that and trying to present it as more spontaneous in order to seem, you know, really perceptive. How did, so how much time did you spend on this? (laughs) I'm just curious. Maybe half an hour. (laughs) Okay. So it took half an hour. And this is, I don't know how common, but I mean, half an hour stalking somebody on Instagram that you're going on a date with might actually be kind of normal, right? Like that's not. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what I don't want you to reveal too much about Keith here, or really anything, but uh, the uh, what generally was the information you found that that suggested what his birthday was? Oh, so I went to his Instagram and then looked at who he followed and looked for people who shared his last name. Uh, one of whom was a family member whose Instagram handle is her full name. So then I searched her full name, and there was a news article. Um, well, it was his mom's. So there was a news article. There was a news article of her, uh, you know, like declaring his birth essentially uh, and saying that, <laughs> saying exactly when he had been born. Oh. So, you know, that made it pretty easy. And then I also figured out that 
knowing that I went back and looked at all of the posts he had made like around the time of his birth. And one of them, you know, mentioned his age. And so I figured if you're just reading through posts, you wouldn't normally mention, you know, oh, I've, I've, I'm able to do this at this age if it's not around your birthday, because otherwise, why would you bring up like now I'm, you know, okay, a couple things. Here. Um, the, mm-hmm. uh, so you, uh, you figured out who his mom was. Mm-hmm. You then actually found the birth announcement from when he was born from like many years ago. It was like a news article kind of thing about okay. his mom where she mentioned, yeah, it wasn't like the, I don't know if people still do like birth announcements. It didn't, it didn't have like a baby picture of him, but it's like, I understand. You know, my son, it, my, my son, Keith born, blah, blah, blah. You know. But it was an article from, you know, more than 30 years ago <laughs> Yeah, that you found. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and then you correlated that with the fact that he mentioned some things that suggested he had just had a birthday in his social media. Okay. So have you ever taken like an SAT or an IQ? That sounds, <laughs> this sounds not, this sounds like something that no normal person would be able to do. You must no, have. No, I think, so those are, those are two separate avenues, but I think the one where maybe somebody is Googling, you know, Keith's mom's name plus Keith and then finding this article, which was in the top, you know, 10 results that came up. I think that could happen. They might I be curious so. about his family and Okay. You don't think so? You you think that I think that's in, I think you've I think you're in the top by doing that you put yourself in the top like one percent of people's ability to do this kind of stalking. Just because it's not to say that most people aren't stalkers. I know that a lot of people are stalkers. It's just that 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 uh, I think that like the, 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 there's already some like critical thinking and deduction skills there <laughs> that I don't think most people could do. And I think this is an area where women are like idiot savants in this one particular, you know, Instagram stalking or social media stalking of people they're oh, interesting. maybe going to go on a date with or sleep with. I feel like that's something where they've honed special skills. But do you think so you don't think this is a particularly sort of like IQ loaded activity? You think this is something that even a pretty stupid person could do? Yeah, because I think there's a lot of motivation to okay. do it and to find out any information you can about someone you're going to date. I was because I was going to I was going to immediately hit you with the notion that an astrology believer is probably on the lower end of the intelligence spectrum <laughs> broadly. Are you a believer in astrology? No. Okay. And how did you how did you discover or come to learn that astrology was not true? <laughs> um. Well, you can't prove a negative, I guess. But uh, that it was unlikely. I, ha- I haven't seen any like. evidence for it to be true. Okay. I guess. Yeah. So your theory is that these women cyber stalked Keith and then. Guessed his psycho- his, his uh, astrology symbol based well, no, on their knowledge. Well, you don't have to guess. I mean, once once you know his birthday, you just look up sure, like sure. a chart or something. They, they, yeah, uh, I think they figured that out, and then they wanted to seem like you know right. insightful or mystical or something. And they said like, I bet you're you know knowing full well. The interesting okay. thing too is that Keith is on like a boundary. You know, there's well, I mean, like he's his birthday is on like the first or last, I guess, if we don't want to say exactly when his birthday is. Uh, <laughs> his yeah, birthday uh, is on like a cusp, basically. Right, one so, sign turns into another. So they would have had to, does it does it vary according to the year? Meaning, do they need to know his birth year as well to know where he is on that boundary? It probably does. <laughs> I actually don't know. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't think it does, but. Because uh. it's solar. Okay. Uh, yeah, my theory on this is just that they get lucky. I think that's like you're, you're like uh, imagining but I am interested in this notion that like women are savants at cyber stalking. <laughs> I think there, what is, so you think you think multiple women have just gotten one out of twelve lucky? I mean, like what what do you think my sign is? Like you don't know when my birthday is, but just I don't guess even know one. what all the signs are. But let's say uh, Capricorn. 
no, that's wrong. So no. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's quite unlikely for someone. To... So, uh, so, uh, well, here's the thing: is there's a uh, there's some kind of a memory bias where Keith might remember women who've gotten it right more than he yeah. remembers women who've gotten it wrong, uh, and so maybe mm-hmm. there are women who have guessed wrong, or maybe he doesn't remember exactly the way it went. It's like cold reading, mm-hmm. or maybe they got it wrong yes. twice. Yeah. So I would wonder about things like that. We can we can get more information from him about what happened. Yeah. That could be too. Uh, They're asking him leading questions like, you seem like a summer baby or something. <laughs> it's really, do you think that, the, is that something you would do that cyberstalk a man and then use information you got from the cyberstalking to seem clever? Yes, a 100%. Can you give yes. me an example of a way you might do that? Obviously not astrology. Yeah. So you might figure out, you know, where someone went to college or what they majored in, or maybe you find a blog of theirs and you see like what kind of books they like to read. And then you can bring up that stuff to make it seem as though you two are more compatible or have interests in common that are just spontaneous. Why would, maybe you, see why that- would you do that? I mean, isn't your goal as a woman to be the sort of the, cho- the choosy one, the select one? Why do you need to seem intellectually compatible with a man? Isn't it enough that you're a female? Not in my experience. In my experience, like if you can demonstrate some kind of you know, shared interest. You've had men reject you. you more. <laughs> really? You've had men reject you because of lack of shared interests? No, this isn't even, you know, well, it never feels that way, right? It doesn't feel like we're at some kind of decision point. And he's like, unless you know what basketball team I like, <laughs> this is over. Uh, no, it's more like you want to generate some kind of um, quick intimacy. And one way you can do that is by seeming to have a lot in common or have a lot of shared interests and then you know they okay like can you i ask more, you a, open up to you more <laughs> are you familiar with the manhattan project question uh is that one of keith's like asking women if they know about the manhattan project? yes yes knowing what the manhattan project is and and uh, there have been some unfortunate uh, experiences with that where someone has not known what that was. You mm. obviously know what the Manhattan Project is. I'm, not yeah. even gonna, I'm just going to assume you know. So <laughs> and I, came I want up, to see the Oppenheimer movie. Oh, very good. <laughs> so I came up with another one uh, that neither Keith nor Eric knew the answer to, but maybe you will know the answer. And so oh, it was no. determined that this was too highbrow or maybe specific. But I uh-huh. thought it was still general knowledge. Let's see if you know it. Was this um, the Avogadro's number thing? Or? No. Okay. You also you know one... that one. That's easy. Yeah, right? there was one you were telling us about that you like used. I want to say on your wife, where you asked like about. I think some it caused arguments. Or, These yeah. things often cause arguments. Yeah, uh, I have a friend who uses the LBJ test, where he says that he's like reading Robert Caro's biography of LBJ to see if they know who LBJ is, which might also be kind of like an age test. Maybe like a you know eighteen like, year old doesn't know who LBJ is. Oh, they don't even. I was, I was going to say like that you need to know the titles of the books, like Rise to Power, Power. <laughs> right? No, I, no, I, just if they know. Who right. LBJ right. Is. I know about LBJ, LBJ uh, comparing his penis size to other men and so forth. You know about that, right? Mm. No, like, I knew that like, he took meetings with the bathroom door open or like took oh, meetings for sure. he was peeing or something. But. I think he had so a large So do men do that? Penis. I was asking my partner this, like, do men who've been friends for a long time generally know the size of each other's penises? Like, have no. they been in a locker room together or something or a situation where they would know? It depends on whether you met each other in a locker room type situation, in which case you would have, but it's actually usually pretty uncomfortable to shift a relationship from one where you have not had the locker room experience to the locker room. So if you mm. say are coworkers with somebody and you've known them for a mm. year, it's kind of uncomfortable then to go and like hang out naked together. That transition okay. becomes okay. T- tricky. So there are people that I know yeah. where I would, I would feel uncomfortable. I would rather be with a random unknown gentleman. Interesting. In so you don't know which of your friends might have like a micro penis. Uh, I mean, even no, Keith's penis I've seen <laughs> <laughs> because we went uh, we, we 
we went swimming together at a swimming pool where the showers are the showers at this particular swimming pool were set up so that they all, all the, all the water emanated from a single pole in the center. And so you had to face each other, which, mm-hmm. uh, there was just no choice. Uh, <laughs> but no, I would say most guys, no, they don't. Uh, okay. Even if they've you. been your friends since college or something, you wouldn't know. No. I mean, for me, uh, I, I often, uh, am have, uh, able to ask questions like this, but that's because I'm unusually able to to delve into these types of subjects. I think generally men don't know this. Um, mm-hmm. And of course the other guy would lie too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's, I mean, if you had a micro, if you had, if you were a man with a micro penis, you would probably lie. Right. Yeah. So I know a guy who has a very small penis, like maybe a three inch penis or something. And I, you know, it occurred to me, I had assumed that all of his very old male friends would know, No. Uh, but yeah, maybe this is a secret. How did you find out he had a three inch penis? Oh, I slept with him twice. Uh, how did that go? And I was also surprised. You know, I had never seen it before that time. <laughs> what was the, what, what, how did it alter the mechanics or dynamics of the situation? Um, was it bad? Like, did it, was it make it bad? less fulfilling for you? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. It, no, it, it did make the actual penetration less fulfilling, but he was surprisingly very good at fingering me. So maybe that made up for it. And maybe that's a skill that he's had to hone because of it. How did it make the penetration less compelling? Um, you wanted, there was no fullness in your belly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. When, when he thrusts, you know, you can only feel it kind of at the opening or right near there. You don't feel it along the full length of the, um, vaginal Interesting. Canal. a similar thing happened to me with a guy who I hooked up with in college who had a very thin, like long, but, but non girthy, like a very thin penis, um, where that also felt weird. And then that guy later became trans and is now a woman. So that makes sense to me that an unfulfilling penis might prompt someone. You think this person transitioned because of a narrow penis? It's possible that that was a factor, I think. (laughs) Huh. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, if you're stuck with, you know, fifth percentile or 10th percentile genitals, maybe you would think like, how bad could it be on the other side? Maybe I could. I don't think, I I, I think, well, maybe I don't, uh, I tend to assume there's something more going on there than just yeah, uh, I don't discomfort. think it's the sole factor, but I think it could have contributed it to other. Maybe I think I th- there's probably no surgery you can get to correct how, a you know like six and a half inch but very thin penis. Like, what could how, you possibly do? How thin are we talking here? Like, let's say we talk in terms of um, kind of number two pencils, like you would use to take a <laughs> test in high school. What? How many widths of pencils is this? I don't know how many one. Of pencils. I would say like a like a hot dog, like when when erect and whatever, like a oh, okay you know, normal. That's- it's probably two thirds the thickness of a regular guy or something. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Noticeably that... thinner than any other penis I had encountered. Interesting. Did you t- tell him? Did you say anything or just, <laughs> just tolerate it? No. Should I have told him? Would that have made a difference? Is, I mean, that's not something you can change. So. He knew. He knew. He knew. He'd seen porn. Yeah. Okay. So let me hit you. Oh, with yeah. This. He also had like kind of a porn addiction. So that might have also, you know. Made him feel inadequate. Made a porn addiction. Well, <laughs> I don't know if there's a specific porn area for thin penis porn. Uh, okay, so you mentioned porn. You do not regularly visit my subreddit uh, curated no. amateur porn. You have gone to it, having heard it on the podcast, and you said it was too much oral activity for you. <laughs> no, well, I went because Keith said that from looking at what you had posted, he could tell immediately that you had a type. And I was curious and I thought I was going to go and see, you know, oh, it's all blondes or, oh, it's all 
women in bathing suits or something. I couldn't tell any type. And so my guess, if anything, was that there were more blowjob videos, but I don't think blowjobs is a type. So I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I think it's the type of situation that I prefer, which and I the think the situation it's... is getting a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that I think, I think you've only gone once or maybe twice to look. You haven't yeah. spent much time looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it varies on the day. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but Should that's I not... be sorting by new or by hot or I don't know. Maybe, maybe even top. Maybe top because okay. there are some that get lots of upvotes uh, from our okay. fine patrons there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How's yeah, it going? I mean, how's the curation going? It's going very well. Uh, people continue. Although uh, you probably don't know this, but new in the world of uh, online porn is that Imgur, one of the main mm-hmm. uh, hosting things, is supposedly removing the um, porn content from there, which will decrease the amount of content available broadly and that may impact it because a lot of the links are to Imgur. Mm, we'll have okay. to see. That will that will affect the ecosystem more broadly. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't tease any topics at the beginning here of the podcast, but we have a bunch of things that we can uh some questions we can answer uh from the internet. We had we had something um we had something a listener question, but it had to do with which girl was more attractive, which woman, I should say. They sent us some pictures of a, frankly, anorexic-looking woman and then a normal-looking woman. And so Mm. I think Keith and I both prefer the normal-looking one, but we'll we'll do that when Keith's back. Um, This relates to, uh, maybe relates to the feet thing. The the question is, he put a dick on my face. A dick on my face. Okay. So I've recently been dating this guy for a few weeks now. We've had various sexual encounters and it's been great. However, the other day he put his dick on my face. I've never asked for it. (laughs) I have sucked it two times before. It's not my cup of tea, let's say. I did make it clear that that day I wasn't in the mood to do that. And either way, he just stood up and put his dick on my face. He was literally rubbing it on my face. When When he saw I turned my face the other way, he gave up. Would you accept this? Is this type of behavior normal? I feel a bit awkward now. So would you accept this? If it's part of sex, yeah. I think some questions that I have for this poster are like, was the dick erect? Like, were they making out and he did this or he just came over? (laughs) I mean, if it's, you know, if it's just they were having tea and then he just stood up and put his flaccid dick on her face, I would find that rude. But if it's in the context of making out, it's not. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, let's do, let's do. It's in the context of making out first. So you're, so mm-hmm. it's reasonable that it's erect and mm-hmm. he, but, but you've done, had no other activity with it before. In that encounter. In that session. And you've only given yeah. him a blow twice. Would that be? Yeah. It's pretty aggressive, right? Um, yeah. It seems like he wants to get that third blood up and is thinking I'll just make it as easy as possible. So I feel like this is something that happens during sex where maybe, you know, you start giving someone a blowjob and then they like want to like pull out and rub their dick on your face and then you go back to giving them a blowjob again. Um, that does nothing for you, right? It's sort of odd. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me. I assume it does something for them or they like the visual of it. I assume that's why they're doing it. It's not just I don't even think it does dry much for the off guy. their dick in between. Yeah. I don't think it does much for the guy either. I think it's just like okay. some sort of weird uh, trope that maybe they've seen in porn. Mm-hmm. Um, drying it off, no, probably not that. Although that's probably, you'd rather they use like say a, a towel than your face, right? 
I don't think they'd need to dry it off at all because it's usually like in between, you know, you're giving the blowjob, they take it out and like, you know, rub it or like lightly. What was that hand motion you... What was that hand motion you just made while saying giving the blowjob? I can see Allie by the video. What, what was <laughs> you used two it's hands. Like, can you do that again? <laughs> that's like the, uh, you know, that's, you're, you're giving the blowjob. So this is my. Do you usually use two hands? <laughs> it's like so you're she playing was showing, a thick yeah. bugle or something. I don't know. That's right. So she was using two hands to play sort of a flute. Is that usually the technique you use? <laughs> no, no. That's that's my like improv shorthand for <laughs> giving a blowjob. Okay. Because usually I think that would that would require like a pretty long member to, to have both those hands oh no i do sometimes use two hands sure yeah but not like not in the sort of like <laughs> not in the french horn playing position or something got it got it well no it looked like Trombone you were just doing some sort of twisting motion with your mm. hands i've uh, tried that yeah okay um okay now what if what if it was apropos let's say if it wasn't in a makeout session and this guy just basically maybe had a need that then, then you would, but but you were dating him. I mean, it wasn't like totally yeah. insane. Well, how would you? You would just say, "Look, what are you doing? Like, this is not the right, the mood. The yeah, mood I think isn't it right." Depends. Yeah, it depends how otherwise turned on I am. Like, if if I am somewhat aroused, maybe I would think that's you know him requesting to start. Okay. <laughs> a okay. Sexual so it could encounter, be okay. But, You've yeah, never had a yeah. guy who wanted to had that be his go to move to start a sexual encounter, though. No, no, uh, that seems. Pretty what is the typical go-to move that you've seen a guy have to start? Is it is it pulling out his penis or something less aggressive? No, I think it's kissing. Okay. Um, have you been with a guy where his go-to move was to pull his penis out? No, I don't think so. Okay. Famously, that was Bill Clinton's move was to just pull his penis out and say, kiss it. Oh, okay. Well, that worked for him. So. Well, I think it also was that <laughs> people were like a little intimidated by his, you know, governorship yeah. or presidency and so forth. So mm -hmm. it's always unclear in those types of power dynamic situations uh, why yeah. people... Do you think that's because he wanted it to seem like they were actually initiating? Like if he initiated by starting to kiss them, maybe then you know they feel like they have the opportunity to be like, no, Mr. Clinton, what are you doing? But if he like asks them to be the first one to come over and make I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think that I think that I think that for a man, there's always this question of how you transition the situation from um, one that is that clearly does not involve orgasms to one that does involve orgasms, and frankly, like a kissing situation doesn't have to involve orgasms, right? Yeah. And so, even so, when you said that, like the way a guy initiates is kissing, I think that's right. But like, there's still it's not clear. Well, maybe in your mind, it's clear as the female that like you know whether it's going to lead to sex. But like, there's another moment. Oh, sure. Then I guess it's maybe like hand under the shirt or like hand on breast over the shirt. Um, right. Okay. So these would be the situations where you might reject the guy's advance in some way. Um, is there, have you ever been making out with a guy and you, and like he just wasn't going to make the kind of advancing move. And so you felt like you had to do it? Yeah. I feel okay. like in that case, I would go toward like unbuttoning his pants or unzipping his pants. Okay. So you would just go straight down there. Um, that makes sense. So I think this is, this is, this is that basically he's trying to just make it clear that what he wants is sex. He doesn't want to just like, he, he wants, yeah, he's making it clear he wants sex. So if you pull out yeah, your penis yeah. and say, kiss it, like, it's like you're moving towards sex. And I think yeah, this and guy, I think the guy mm -hmm, he's trying to indicate some kind of dominance too. Like, uh, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, he definitely is taking charge. Um, there's no yeah. probably female analog here, right? I mean, you would never pull your pants down and, down and say, kiss it. No, no. 
<laughs> not only because as you know from previous episodes i don't really like that but also yeah i think that's too forward for me you probably just I haven't had anybody do it well enough everybody says that though and nobody <laughs> oh i'm not saying that i know how to do it well enough not yeah. far from it i'm just saying like given that it seems to be such a high uh highly appreciated activity by women it seems likely to me maybe have you had a woman do it no so maybe that would maybe that you need the softer sort of Oh, if anything, Palette. I feel like men do it too softly. But yeah, it, it could be needing sort of the right experience. I think it's mostly about me you know, needing to be comfortable with it. Oh, and I'm do you have some not. psychological issues? Sure. Yeah. You need. To, you just need to use some shrooms. Do you need shrooms? No, I. <laughs> good on I'm that? not really interested in doing psychedelics. I'd be interested in doing. Um, I don't know what you'd call them, like uppers or like drugs that would make me more productive and more energetic. Oh I think gosh. that could be helpful. You want to get more work done? Yes. <laughs> I want to get less work done. Well, you're well on your way. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's my goal. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think in this post, it's there are several you know red flags for the guy. One is that she says she sucks his dick twice before and it's not her cup of tea. And the other that she's framing it as this is awkward. Is this normal? Like she's not into his dick. So therefore, I think she's not into him. You think that means she's not into his dick? The fact that she doesn't yeah, want him to like to smash it onto her head like that. Well, that she also said that she sucked it twice before and it's not her cup of tea. Well, maybe she doesn't like giving blows. Well, see, so you like giving blows. So do you. That's hard yeah. to understand. I think if it's your first two times, you wouldn't. And it's a guy you like. You wouldn't say it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. You. You would. You would yeah, enjoy like mildly his asexual overtimes. Right. Assuming that he enjoyed it, you would presumably, as the female partner, enjoy his enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What are some good things? This is another question. What are some good things <laughs> for a woman to say during sex? I feel like I always say the same thing to my partners during sex, and I need new content. They could just ask <laughs> Chat ChatGPT. I think I've done that. Here are phrases I already use. Here's here's what she's got. She's got these aren't great, but okay. Make your cock feel good, meaning it's like a command. Make your cock feel good. Use me. Okay. This pussy is yours. You feel so good, etc. I feel boring as hell. Please help me. What do you think she should say? <laughs> those are boring. I have to say, I, yeah, I agree with her. Don't you agree that those are yeah. boring? Yeah, I'm confused by the first one. I feel like she must say like. I want to make your cock feel good or like this will make your cock feel good. I, like she's, I think she's command. saying like, she's saying like, yeah, do, do whatever you need to make it feel mm, good. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Do, these yeah. aren't your go-tos? No. Um, I mean, right. She could try something about like, fuck me. Like, you know, I want to feel your cock inside me. That kind of thing. I feel like also though, I mean, I think there should be more, so these are sort of phrases that are applicable in almost any situation, right? Like, what are yeah. the ones that she says? You want, like, con you want context. Uh, more yeah, context you feel so good. Thing. I mean, you could use that in it. Right. You want to say something about like what you're, you know, imagining the person doing or like. Uh, so let's say you were. Specific things you're thinking about. If you were, uh, if you were giving a guy a blowjob while he's driving, you would you would somehow like say something <laughs> that refers. Keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say using his like his cock as like a stick shift or something. Uh, shifted <laughs> right. into, shifted into fifth gear. Yeah, yeah. What are, what's neutral okay, so, here? <laughs> um, okay, so let's say I, you're. In, so I've you know, tried that twice, yeah. and one time the guy was just like, "I'm not into that." Like, <laughs> okay, so you've tried giving roadhead twice. Yeah. 
So the first time, how far did you get before he said he wasn't into it? Uh, like, the pants? Know, 20 seconds or something. Yeah. yeah. Did you get the penis in your mouth? Yeah. Okay. And he, he rejected you. So Basically, this is, so yeah. this is a, this is a sexual situation where, where he didn't orgasm and you were. Oh yeah. So I mean like he just rejected that particular act. I mean. What did you stop the before and continued to have sex? After did you stop that. the this car and like have sex? Or? Okay, fine. No, I think actually, I forget if this was immediately after, or maybe this was like the next day or something. But like he fingered me while he was driving, and like we both enjoyed that. Were you able um, to climax during the driving? I mean, was he able to? Get I think there? so. Yeah. Wow, that's In my recollection. Yeah. That's sort of frighteningly complicated for somebody to be, to be driving. Did he have like a self-driving car, or he, he was? <laughs> no, he just. <laughs> No, this was a long time ago. He had like one hand on the wheel and then the other hand, you know, like reaching over. Like he, he, was able he, was to, doing, but... he was able to accomplish. You didn't have to help at all. No, no. Wow. Was this early in your relationship? Late in your relationship? I mean, he must have had a lot of experience with your anatomy to sort of be able to. <laughs> I mean, you're able to finger someone without like looking at it, right? Sure. That's true. So, but you're also driving the car. Uh, right. And then yeah. you don't we have as much feedback. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and also, I mean, like, it, was, it was relatively early in the relationship. Did you have to? It depends. Like, yeah. Didn't you? Do you have to, as a woman, sort of adopt a different seating posture to make that more possible? I mean, if you're sitting. Yeah. Like, so I did kind of like slide down and like open my legs. That kind of thing. Okay. Did you have to take your clothes off? No, I was wearing a skirt. Okay. He just. Okay. All right. And what's the second roadhead time? That time you were able to make it through I the think, act. Yeah, I think that time, different partner, I just, you know, did it long. I don't remember if he came during that time, but he was, you know, more amenable to it continuing. You think you might have given the guy roadhead and then he, he you didn't? Because I also wonder whether <laughs> guys crash the car sometimes when they, because there's no, a period no. of time there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say that he didn't come um, and maybe it was like, you know, stop, like I'm getting too distracted or something. But um, Okay. What is the dirty talk you would use in such a situation? You said it's contextual, so here's a context. Yeah, I think it would only be like as I'm starting to do it, I would explain like you know why I want to do it or um, why just because how you're, it makes me... you're bored or like you saw something on Reddit. <laughs> you heard on YMMB. Right, I, saw, I was on this subreddit. Yeah, as I'm doing it, I'm advertising <laughs> for your subreddit. That's right. <laughs> This guy has a fetish for blowjobs. I don't no, think all guys have a fetish for blowjobs. Not Keith, though. He will. He I have will. all guys except for Keith. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be episode 2000 when he makes his transition to, to liking it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, in if, general, I guess, like, I think if, if you have general principles for dirty talk, it would either be like the scenario you're imagining uh, okay. or whatever, you know, has led you or prompted you to want to do the things you're doing now. If it's something like, you know, talking about like, how they looked so hot earlier, how like you know, every time you see this part of their body, you fantasize about like doing the thing you're doing now. You want it to have some kind of like motivation. Is that true though? Like when you say things, are they are they true or are you just make are you an actress? <laughs> I don't think that um, <laughs> women fantasize like that. I think women fantasize in like uh in, in like book form. What do you mean in book form? Like uh you know, oh every time I see this part of your body, blah blah blah. That doesn't sound right to me. Maybe it is. Maybe I don't get it. Um, no, it could it could be like, oh, you know, seeing you in those pants made me want to like unzip them and pull your cock out and that kind of thing. But um, oh, but is that real? Do you actually feel that sometimes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. 
That's that's nice to hear. I mean, just that that, <laughs> that, that exists in the world. That's nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're generally honest with the with the with the dirty talk. You sort of filter it. Yes. The Venn diagram to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And but, like I said, my current partner, you know, we don't really do as much of that. I think maybe he's a little uncomfortable with dirty talk. But I've had previous partners where phone sex was a bigger part of our relationship because we were young and long distance, and so had to have more detailed kind of fantasy scenarios and then that would bleed into what we would talk about when we were actually together so those kinds right. of things i think were nice because yeah it's, it's kind of like maintaining this thread of like you know here's previous times when i was aroused and then you can kind of like capture some of that feeling back hmm. from previous arousal and like that makes sense have you ever uh had phone sex with a person that turned out was catfishing you no okay. i've never no i've never had phone sex with someone who i yeah, just checking. Didn't like, didn't mean in person. Oh, interesting. But he has, right? I know. That's why I brought it up. Piss, <laughs> piss him off. Um, yeah. Okay. Can a woman actually feel when a man ejaculates inside her? Now, don't finish. Yes. Don't answer yet. Oh, wow. Yes. Good. That's that's the, good that's the answer we want to hear. Okay. Um, so. Wait, sorry. Know, go on. Keep reading. Yeah, let me say more. Um, I was. You're gonna like this first sentence. I was. I was having some intense sex the other night, and we were climb. When we were. When we were climaxing, it felt like I unleashed. <laughs> I unleashed a pretty huge load. That's what every yeah. woman wants to hear as a guy unleashing yeah. a load. She likes to joke a lot, and she said she could feel me. Oh God, this is. <laughs> you need to read this in like a you know California stoner voice, kind of like a Keanu Reeves kind of voice. No, I don't want to. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> she could feel me empty my entire ball sack into her. Ugh. Maybe she's exaggerating the feeling to make me feel good, but it'd be pretty satisfying if she actually felt my manhood in her to that degree. <laughs> Obviously, a woman can tell when it's about to happen by the increased pace, but is it common for her actually to feel the ejaculate itself? As a man, I could definitely feel her wetness, especially around the head of my penis. So I was getting deeper inside her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was so good. I felt like my manhood was so validated that moment after giving oh, her my manhood all. Is I really oh. want to know. See, this is what I think. I really, really think. Uh, I really want to know if this is a thing or if there are tips on how to make her feel it. Whatever, make it more likely that she keep, keeps feeling it when I finish. So yeah. So tell me what what your experience is there. Well, so you can feel the pulsing of you know the penis, and that's usually associated with ejaculation, particularly if it's like you know Do you think a guy three pulses you? in a row or something. Um, sure. Three? I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to. However, you know, if you just feel one pulse, like that's not necessarily. Well, how many do you usually feel? I would say like, yeah, like three. Is three? Average. Yeah. Um, but you, so, right. I guess what you're saying is like, I'm not actually feeling the liquid itself. I'm feeling the pulsing that I know is associated with the liquid. So, so could, could someone trick, trick me in a sense of like, you know, if he comes and nothing comes out, would I necessarily know? Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Like I would. No, I mean, he could voluntarily, voluntarily make that pulsing thing happen. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if he did that, that would feel the same. Yeah. Um, but you've never had a guy, to your knowledge, do that. Um. No. Yeah. There, I guess it, I've been unsure a few times, but. Um, okay. There's. So have you ever thought a guy did and he didn't? I've thought that a guy. Well, wait. I guess I've I've assumed that a guy came. Um. But I feel like in those instances, maybe I didn't feel the pulsing. And it's just like, you know, we stopped having sex and he pulled out and like. It sounds like you regularly, like, you reliably feel it though. Like it's some, it's a part of your activity for you. You you sort of wait yeah, for it. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, do you, when you come, 
does it pulse or is it just like your cock is in the same xyz plane and just like shoots out and does not <laughs> i feel like there's a pulsing like Oh no no! I think it's 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 there's okay. a normal there's a normal sort of uh, thickening or something that happens. I mean, I don't think it's musculature. It's it's like blood flow related. But sure, there's like really? a really oh, so I thought it would be like the kind of like you know like a jerk oh you think it moves of some kind. yeah. Um, I think it also does that, but I also think it thickens. I understand. Oh, so you're okay. saying you actually feel it move toward the guy's belly button? Yeah, yeah. So depending on the position you're in, you would feel it in a different spot on your body. You don't feel it all yeah. around. You feel it like pushing. It's like it's trying to escape. Right. Pushing like one, yeah, one wall or the other of my vagina. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you're, if you're in some sort of weird pretzel position, it could like be the sides or something, right? I mean, in principle, sure. it could be, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. Do you notice that same phenomenon when it's in your mouth? Yes. It's trying to escape again. It's moving. <laughs> well, it's not like no. It's a it's a relatively small movement, but it's like a pulse. I feel like you know if if you imagine, I guess that like the testicles are contracting or something, that that is either like pulling it down and it recovers up, or maybe in some way like pushing it up. I think it, it pulls it up. Okay. Uh, I think, and I think it's just the um, pubococcal. This is a uh, Keith's uh, brother-in-law can correct me. The, the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's the PC muscle contracting. Okay. Uh, so the same okay, thing so that yeah, the woman I experiences. I'm, I'm feeling that. Yeah. Right. So the okay. So does that mean that like if you're not careful when you're doing oral, like it, it could escape? No, no, because it's not. Yeah, it's not that big of a movement. It's like it pulses, you know, a, a few millimeters. Okay. And it's, and it's not always like the same direction. It's not pulling back. It's, yeah, it's, it's either like direction. up or down. It's not like, um, yeah. You, wait, you've had a guy have it pulsed down? Well, I'm trying to remember because like the, the recovery of a down pulse is, is like an up. I see. Right? So the it's like a spring. Of an up pulse, it's like, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And in I general, you're- attention to how it starts, but I should. Right. Yeah. In, in general, you're able to feel that. I see. I think what the guys, th this is not what a guy would wants you to be feeling, right? The guy wants mm. you, of course, to be feeling like the- something kind of in the coming out right in that sort of oh, direction yeah i mean if it's in my mouth obviously i feel like you know something coming out but not if it's inside me right i also suspect that what happens when it's in your mouth is not what the guy wants to feel either because to you it's just like a, <laughs> a kind of like a i'm assuming it's something like a, a one of those sports drinks when it has like the little squirt thing on it and it's sort of, <laughs> but, but, not very, but not very much coming out frankly yeah it's yeah. maybe like right. a it's not ball. like a uh, it's not um, like a water gun or something spraying the back of your throat. It's much more viscous <laughs> and dribbling than that. Have you ever had it be like a water gun, like to that level of? Because sometimes guys, no. <laughs> sometimes in porn, it's the guys can like shoot like five feet or something. I mean, you see these amazing. Really? Hmm. You've never had anything that felt like a water gun. No. I, see. I guess I've seen a few times. Yeah, like I've seen a guy come and it like goes a distance, but um. It never feels that forceful inside. No, that makes sense. Yeah, and the the uh, and importantly, the internal sensation you feel is not really that. It's just that it's moving vis-a-vis -vis, yeah. like the entrance. Yeah, yeah. That's. Not, I was thinking after you know. one of the previous episodes, like the you know you keep saying that women don't or shouldn't enjoy sex, and I was thinking like, what is really you know what are women really enjoying if you don't? Wait, get I say, hang on, I say like, what? <laughs> I, see I feel like you often say either that women shouldn't enjoy sex or that women don't enjoy sex. Wow. Um, 
but I, I think some of it is just the actual physical motion. And I think that's why some women, myself included, like more of like a, you know, harder thrusting, because I think there's something enjoyable about just being kind of like moved around like that. It's like when you're in a roller coaster, and you're like, kind of jostled in a way you're not expecting, that's kind of enjoyable, right? That's kind of like exciting in a way. And like, you can't do that to yourself. Can you put more color on that? You're basically saying like the sort of rhythmic motion. It's like being rocked in a cradle is what you mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, it's not supposed to be soothing. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's like more, more forceful and like not quite as forceful as like being shaken, but more than being rocked in a cradle. Um, yeah. So I think just kind of being like quickly sort of like pushed around or like, um, you know, thrusted into quickly, essentially like that kind of jostling, uh, you know, unexpected jostling that you're not doing to yourself. Like, I, I think the closest analogy would be like, why do you enjoy, you know, being on a roller coaster or like in a, um, in a go-kart or something. And like, some of it is the like fast, like kind of being thrown around thing is somehow enjoyable. Okay. So you're saying that a woman given the choice between having sex with her partner and just having like being jostled like in an elevator by people <laughs> might be indifferent. Is that your? No, no. I'm saying like, why would a woman choose to have sex with a man versus like masturbate when, you know, she can more reliably have an orgasm while masturbating. There's no right. like unpleasant smells or something. I think there are some sensations that you just can't get through masturbation. And like, you can have a sensation of something inside you, right? Cause you can use a dildo, but like the the jostling that comes with thrusting, like you can't do that to yourself. There's no, but what, and that, okay. And it just, it's exciting or it's soothing or what's like the emotion. It's exciting. Yeah. I think that coupled with like the feeling of like having a cock inside you, like, I think that those two sensations together are enjoyable, um, in a way that you can't replicate while masturbating. Okay. And, and, and so you're trying, this is a, this is all in service of a rebuttal of my argument that women shouldn't or don't enjoy sex. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Or that like there's nothing in, you know, in sex for a woman to enjoy that that she couldn't get by masturbating. Like Yeah, no, it's an interesting take. Yeah, I think that the uh you're basically so when you say sex, you mean like PIV sex. Yeah, yeah. So it's like why would a woman want to do this activity? Yes. Yeah, but I think is it fair to say that the thing that a guy's getting out of it is seems to be to you much more at a much sort of higher level of kind of experience than what the woman, in other words, it's something that much more sought after than this sort of jostling experience, or maybe not. Maybe you think that the jostling is so compelling and difficult to get. <laughs> um, I don't know. In a safe way. The jostling way. is sort of enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I mean, for you, right? Like if, you know, you can masturbate and get an orgasm by yourself, you can use a fleshlight or sleeve or whatever and have kind of the experience of having your penis in a vagina. Like, is there something else to the physical experience that you couldn't get not really setting aside the like oh you know there are boobs or something but like if, if all you're doing it's kind of like a glory hole situation and all you're doing is like i could either you know have sex with a live woman or i could have sex with like a warmed up fleshlight or something like is there something else to the experience of fucking someone that you find enjoyable beyond? i've always found that i've always assumed that it's simply like it activates some kind of reward sense. And this could be the same as what you're describing, the jostling thing, all jokes aside, like it could be the same thing. I've basically mm -hmm. assumed that my brain basically is able to detect, AI hasn't advanced to the level yet where it can, it becomes indetectable. But right now it can detect whether that's like an actual person that I might be impregnating. And so then like something, there's mm -hmm. like a, a high, it like heightens this the experience, which might be sort of the same. 
as the jostling thing you're describing. It's like this person who could be trying to get you pregnant, which might actually make the amp up the situation for you. Right. I mean, it's the, it's the thing your brain is trying to get you to do, right. It's like you're so, so that it would create pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I'm hesitant to connect it to being impregnated because like, I always know that I'm on birth control, right? Like I always know that there's not a chance that that's going to happen. And presumably you also like know that you're not. I do, but I I do. But I think that, uh, I, I think that it's like, um, why does a man have a heightened experience with a new partner versus a older partner, a, you know, a pre-existing partner? And I think that's yeah. because like our brains simply reward us whether or not we consciously know that we're on birth control or can get them pregnant, rewards us for potentially impregnating a new partner, a new person, right? I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's always been what I've assumed it is. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are there are gradations you could get into where it's like if it's you know if it's a new partner but it's a prostitute versus if it's a new partner who you've gone on a date with like assuming you had the same chance of impregnating either one you know I feel like you would enjoy if it's a new partner you've gone on a date with I feel like there's also something about like you know, this person I, might be right. better like there might be additional avenues of enjoyment versus just like yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's you could even broaden that out because it's like if you if you prostitute somebody that you know a lot of other people pay, and then you could say like if it's somehow like a non consensual encounter, like what's that versus a prostitute? Prostitutes in particular, uh, I think, are less compelling, maybe because they have so many guys they have sex with. I'm not mm-hmm. totally sure, but there's something that lowers it. Um, and the reason I brought up the non consensual thing is because is it because you, you have a person who likes you when you go on the date? Is that what matters, or is it just that it's a new person? And I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. How that no, I relates. think it's yeah. I think that it's something about like this person likes you, and also like you have won. It's like an accomplishment, right? Like you kind hmm. of wanted to get this person to like you, and now they do. Versus a prostitute, like all you've done is give them a hundred dollars or something. That's no like you haven't won anything. There's no sense of accomplishment there. So I feel like that would be. I think it's less surprisingly. Enjoyable. I think it, yeah. I think it's probably a little bit less enjoyable. But I bet I, I've never had sex with a prostitute, so I don't know. I bet it would be better than one might think. Um, but it makes sense to me there would be some analogous incentive mechanism that women have. And so your point, so it's not, yeah, I don't, I think you're taking too strong of a, maybe I've taken too strong of a stance of saying that women just don't enjoy this activity. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure about that, but they, or shouldn't, mm-hmm. but it's just mm-hmm. the, like the, uh, the, the main thing is that I think that men assume that women have orgasms during PIV sex when oh. it's much less well, common. It's that. Yeah. Well, I think his view is changing on that or has changed some, but he, oh, he no. enjoys uh, taking the position that it's the case. The mm-hmm. uh, But I hear your point that a woman can enjoy it regardless and your thing about sort of having this experience with a man that you trust or something like that. I assume trust is an important part of it. You wouldn't enjoy it if the guy was like, if you were afraid of him, then the jostling right. would be awful, like the kind of yeah. physicality, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? But because you're like, you feel safe, it's like this thing where like you... I can sort of understand. As a guy, I don't think guys find that particularly com- compelling. But mm-hmm. anyway, okay. I think we've. I'm not sure because we had to cut out in the middle here, but I think we've done about an hour. Yeah. Um, thanks to you, Allie, and thanks to everybody who's listened uh, to the end. You can give us feedback at ymmvpod at gmail or on Twitter at ymmvpod. Keith will probably be back next week, but I'm not sure. We'll see but we hope all of you will come back next week to find out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Physique. Physique. Physique.
je me veux 